Good afternoon everybody and welcome to Transcending Together with Julianne and Lee. Good afternoon beautiful and amazing human beings. I hope you are all having a fantastic day. It's a hello from me. And it's hello from Lee. Nice to have you all with us. Really hope that many of you have stayed on from the music show just before if you are just joining now or you catching this on the youtube <laughs> then come listen to the radio show because that's where you'll get the music as well so monday was trans day of remembrance did were you aware of that lee i wasn't aware of it prior to you having alerted me that it was um, trans, Transgender Remembrance Day. I didn't know it was a thing. Mm. It's a very poignant day. And on Trans Radio last night, um, was it last night? No, it was Monday night. They um, We held an online vigil and they read out 379 names of people that have died in the last year, trans people that have died. And it just really demonstrates the extent to which this this is really important. And that's those are people who know people, right? So it's across our listeners, across the trans radio presenters, we all submitted names. So those are people who knew people. So obviously there's so much more, so many more, um, but that's just the people that we know. and. Yeah, just really sad and poignant. And I think just sort of it, it, it really reinforces the point around needing to um to 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 focus on trans rights and all the rest of it. And in honor of Trans Day of Remembrance, which obviously was Monday, um I'm drinking out of my Turf, I'm drinking some turf tears. Best part of waking <laughs> up is turf tears in my cup. You can get this on the on the uh, on the merch store if you want. You've also got a new mug, and you? I've I've got a cup. It's the Transcending Together Show cup. Yeah, also from the merch store. Really nice, 15, and it's a big cup of coffee. Yeah, fifteen ounces. Um, so that's more than this one. Unfortunately, is just a regular sized one. <laughs> Um, okie dokie. So, um, we thought so many, many shows back, uh, we did a show, a discussion around is there a transgenocide currently taking place? And obviously, there's been a lot of talk around various, you know, mainstream media sites and stuff about the fact that, um, genocide is a process, it's not so, doesn't happen in isolation, doesn't just come out of nowhere. And obviously, there's there's the the really big debate around the Israel Palestine issue, contrasting that with the Russia Ukraine issue, and everybody's doing mental gymnastics to try and convince everybody else that the two are different, <laughs> uh, but we know they're not. And um, yeah, so I thought given that there seems to be a bit of a framework or a bit of media attention around the concept of genocides, I thought it would be a really useful thing to come go back and revisit what we talked about um, all that time ago. Now, this particular conversation which we're going to have um, is related to uh, an article that I published on my Substack, which is tigergirl.substack.com. So um, if you want to 
catch up and read, I'll put a link in the description. And um, obviously, you can go to the Substack and, and look for it there. So, um, so yeah, um, what do you remember about it? Um, so in in the article and the subsequent show we did, we we went through in quite depth and detail the different steps or stages. Um, so it might just be worth doing a recap on, on oh, that, yeah, a, yeah. a small yeah, no, summary. Will, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm thinking is let's just go through them and, and see where we are. So I published this originally in April. So what's that, about six months ago? So I think yeah. to actually circle back and just see where we are. So um, the 10 stages of genocide were originally coined by a researcher called Gregory Stanton. And formerly there were eight. Um, but when um, Gregory Stanton was putting together the, the uh, policy model, um, <clears throat> it was then sort of uh, expanded to include a few a few things. So um, if we talk about stalk, <laughs> uh, if we talk about uh, stage one classification, and this is where people are divided into an us. And I think still what I said in April, excuse me, I think still applies today. And that is that the organizations like the LGB Alliance um, and the terrible Tories on the right wing um, and, you know, we all know what Suella Braverman was like and what her view on the world was and Priti Patel before her. And <clears throat> I have very little hope that whoever they 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 replace, who did they, was it Cleverly now? Is, uh, and, James Cleverly is yeah. now the Home Secretary, yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't been exactly a staunch defender of minority rights, even though he comes from a minority, so... That seems to be the hallmark, doesn't it? These people just ha seem to have completely forgotten their own legacy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the LGB website, they actually say that, um, and this is a quote, is, we work to protect children from harmful, unscientific ideologies that may lead them to believe either their personality or their body is in need of changing. And it's, <laughs> yeah. If that's your the cornerstone of it, and that is their cornerstone, that's exactly where they're coming from. Their whole point is that uh, transgender is something that can be fixed. And as a trans person, I can honestly say, when I was in my teens, if they could have given me a pull that made it all better, I probably would have taken it. And I've often thought about this in, I don't know how many of you remember the old um, X-Men movie, where they offered a cure for the X gene. And it was obviously very um, controversial. And, and the whole movie, that whole particular movie was all about that. And I remember that resonated with me because obviously I was much older then. And I was actually asked in the, in the early part of my gender identity clinic journey, that is one of the questions they ask you. They say, if there were a pill, would you take it? And my view had shifted to no, because it, it's who I am. There's, mm. But it does make you question. Um, and, and I think for a lot of youth, trans youth, uh, as young people, we always, we want to fit in. We don't want to be different. And I think this is just where it's so disingenuous, is this assumption that um, 
kids are doing this out of some sort of fad. And the reality is it's not an easy thing to, to come out as, as any of the letters of the alphabet, but specifically trans is so toxic and it's so visible. I think that's one of the things that really trans people struggle with in a unique way is you could be a, a butch female and still be straight. It doesn't, just because you look a particular way doesn't necessarily deem that you are um, that you are gay. And, and equally, you could be really, really femme um, and be a lesbian. So, and I remember, and, and it's like, if you think of the stereotype that rugby players, female rugby players are all gay. And that was one of the challenges that I've had in trying to create a rugby club within the IGR, which is International Gay Rugby, is one of the biggest challenges I've I've faced is they're saying, but you don't need women's teams in IGR because most women who play rugby are gay already. <laughs> <laughs> and um, to a certain extent, I, I, I understand the stereotype, but the reality is that there's plenty of straight women who play rugby. Um, I think their partners need to be very comfortable in their own masculinity because rugby is a very um, physical game. And you one of those toxic men who want to run onto the field and defend your girlfriend or your wife. You, oh, I'm not having anybody beating my wife up. Well, yeah, except you maybe, mate. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've been rambling on. So <laughs> stage one classification what what's your thoughts on that and we how far yeah well I, I think you know kind of like having uh or, or what stood out for me in what you were saying was um like society trying to um basically say it's like a um a mental health issue kind of thing and it wasn't that long ago that um the, the focus was on 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 gays and lesbians and how um it's it's a mental health issue and and also like um a phase i remember my my mother when i came up would say oh it's just a, a phase and you've been influenced by peers and things like that so i i worked in healthcare and there were a lot of nurses who who were were gay and she said that i'd just been influenced by them you know and and that it was just a passing phase and i'll go out of it you know, and and that that kind of thinking hasn't hasn't changed in the thirty years since I've been out. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. The emphasis now is just on 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 the tran transgender, more so on the transgender. Yeah, it's actually. I think what what we should probably do when um in a in a future show, I've just had an idea about this because the current perception of the Tory Party about trans rights mirrors almost exactly what section 28 was all about so um it's all that same fear-mongering and you know they're saying you can't teach it in schools well that's what section 28 was about about gay people so the reality is that people don't choose to be lgbtqia plus they just are and what they need is a safe environment to just be who they want to be and express who they want to create expression. And if you think about classification, it does kind of lead into that conversation we were having around the gender binary and gender markers on birth certificates. 
And I was actually talking to someone about this the other day. And I was saying, I was saying, you know, we had had this chat about this. And I was like, why do you suppose it's there? Why is there a gender marker on the birth certificate? And it's funny because the conversation kind of went in the same direction as ours did, where we sort of thought of all yeah. the justifiable reasons and, and all the rest of it. But where we concluded was, yeah. <laughs> there is <laughs> no know? reason. Um, I mean, the thing is, from a healthcare point of view, yeah, your your medical needs do differ. But as as we concluded, I think, in that conversation was that you can... Um, there will always be enough vaginas and penises in heterosexual people to propagate the species. So just let them get on with it and let other people just decide what they want to be. And the only reason there are gender markers is because the genders are treated differently. That's the bottom line. And until there is full genuine equality for both genders, everybody else is, you know, everything else. It just shows we haven't actually got past that yet. We still are not an yeah. equal society where men and women are treated the same. And that's unfortunate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We need to go to a break. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk some more. See you in a bit. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Many website owners don't like their website hosting company or support provider, but are too scared to move to someone else in case they lose their site or it affects their business. Based in Telford at Purple Prince Media, we will move your website to us free of charge with the best support possible. And if you're looking to start up a business, we're also here to design and build your website from the ground up with unbeatable prices on web hosting and dedicated servers. We're also certified Magento developers, which is the world's biggest e-commerce platform. So rest assured, your online business is just a click away. Drop us an email on hello at purpleprints.co.uk or visit purpleprints.co.uk to get started. Purple Prince Media, the local website company. Ever thought about having your own radio show? Well, now you can, as we're looking for presenters to join our team. No experience is needed and minimal equipment required. For more information, email info at transradiouk.com. Transradio UK. Tune in via DAB in Ireland. Download our app via your smart speaker or online at transradiouk.com. Malcolm here. Don't go anywhere as we bring you some more trucking, great music and jazz here on Trans Radio UK. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings and um, Tory people. <laughs> Although I don't think any of them will be watching, right? <laughs> or listening. Um, yeah, so we were having a chat about the trans genocide and we were talking about stage one which is classification and othering and dividing people into them and us and i think it's very clear that that is the reality and that is what's going on so um so yeah uh the next one is symbolization and this is about symbols may be forced upon unwilling members of a pariah group now, obviously there's a very um obvious way in which this is seen right and that's to do with what happened to the jewish people with the with the pink uh no with the with the um star of david during world war ii and they're forced to wear it on the armband so i think that's that's very prevalent and we don't necessarily 
have an issue with that at the moment, except, however, and the point which I made back in April, which still applies, is whenever there is a crime that has been committed by a trans person, that is then they paint the entire community with the same brush. And I always respond to that with my analogy, which is, so Eileen Warnos was a um, cisgendered lesbian who murdered men. So that means all cisgendered lesbians are murderers. You, you cannot judge an entire community of people based on um, the worst of them. And the thing which nobody ever is willing to hear or listen to is the fact that when, like, for example, Isla Bryson, which was the big toxic thing that was going on six months ago, um, when Isla Bryson committed the crimes, the rapes that she committed or they committed, they identified as male. It was a man picking up those women and taking them back to his apartment. So, yeah, I, um, I, I take great issue with that. What about you, Dee? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head when you said, um, you know, about painting all people in that community with the same brush. It, and I think we need to recognise that judging a community by the actions of a few people or a few members of that community is not only unfair and unjust, but it then perpetuate, perpetuates the struggle for equality and acceptance even more it's like a a vicious cycle that carries on and carries on and carries on yeah um and they love to do that you know it's that straw man argument that mm. they love to use which is well what if this type of thing happened and then that happened and then on the basis of that and you just can't you're not going to get anywhere trying to have a conversation <clears throat> a sensible conversation with anyone if they going to be disingenuous um, yeah, and use that kind of logic yeah and fortunately there hasn't been so one of the things i was worried about in april was people like i'm just going to say kjk because the people who know know who i'm talking about and the people who don't i don't want to give their give her any um oxygen um <laughs> so um kjk was had a number of rallies and stuff that that they she was doing and um has been tied to militant right-wing groups and stuff like that as much as she claims that that it's not um we know that that is exactly what's going on and um yeah they they love to to call trans people pedophilic groomers who commit serial killing you know <laughs> um Anyway, she seems to have um, been made to be quite quiet lately. So I don't know. I, I think there have been some events, but ever since she got demonetized on YouTube, she seems to have lost a lot of the oxygen that was being fed. Maybe she's um, just gone to I'm a not... different platform. <laughs> um, yeah, she's probably on Rumble because Rumble is the video version of Twitter. Um <laughs> But that's why I like us having a platform there because, yeah, sometimes you just want to inject a different perspective into exactly. the echo chamber, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I like to lead with my chin, you know, <laughs> if I'm not pissing people off, I'm not trying hard enough kind of thing. So, yeah, obviously in any community there are, there are people who are not the best. Um, 
but they don't they're not representative of the entire community and that's what we're seeing in with in the middle east again yep. you've got jewish people who are standing up and saying this is not in our name this no you've got jewish people who are anti-zionist who are anti-israel the state of israel because they don't want to be yeah they don't want to be tarred with the same brush and equally there are palestinians who are just going about their day they just want to have just a normal life and just do the stuff that they want to do and they're not involved with Hamas and Hezbollah and militant fundamentalists who this is always the problem is that you've got this fundamentalist group who are saying you know that that they have vowed the destruction of the state of Israel and that's a problem because that's toxic and it justifies the behavior then of the Israeli government to behave the way they are because they're saying well these people are a existential threat to us clear and present danger so we have to defend ourselves so yeah what do you think about that no uh, I completely agree um, you know just linking into the theme of, of painting everyone in, in that community with with the same brush um, I think that's what the media wants us to see, wants us to believe. Um, and I don't think that is is the case so much on sort of free-thinking individuals who can sit back and, and analyse what's, what's going on and analyse narratives that are coming out of the mainstream media and go, hang on a minute, I disagree with that narrative or I'm not just going to follow the crowd, you know, to do my own thinking, which is something that we're trying to do on the show, aren't we? Expand the mind and, and, you know, have independent thinking and thought processes and not just follow follow the sheep. The sheeple, right? Yeah, sheeple. I just think it's quite funny because 10 years ago, the right was saying, people need to wake up, don't be a sheeple. And people woke up and they became woke. and now they're like no don't be woke you're like well that was your rallying call all those years ago was wake up everybody um yeah which leads us actually on to stage three which is discrimination and in this um law or cultural power excludes groups from full civil rights segregation or apartheid laws denial of voting rights and so forth this this is exactly what the Tories wanted to do, what Braverman wanted to do in Pretty Patel before her. We don't know if Cleverly will carry on down that path. Um, but they definitely want to exclude trans women from women's spaces. And we've already seen the ban on trans women in, on women's hospital wards, which is just... I, I always come back to this one because my point is always people in hospital just want to get better and leave. They, it's so difficult in the current NHS crisis to get a flippin' hospital bed in the first place. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you've actually ended up on a hospital ward must mean that you need to be on the, on that ward, whatever reason, whether it's appendicitis or a heart attack or, you know, you're, you're there because you were ill. You were ill to the point of needing a hospital bed, in which case people just want to get better. Um <clears throat> So I think that's discrimination and those civil rights. That's a big warning sign. And I do think, I hope, and I know I've said this many times before, that this is not not necessarily an election-winning issue. I think if the Tories choose to campaign on the culture war, 
again, I don't think that's what anybody's really worried about at the moment. So yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it. So six months on, um, health check. Um, <laughs> we've lost some space. We've lost some ground, obviously, with the um, excluding trans people, but from from hospital wards. Um, so it's definitely backsliding, and, and we're not in progress in preventing this discrimination. Um, but at least those laws haven't been fully promulgated yet, so we can be hopeful that we've sort of stopped it for now. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this one, Lee? Yeah, I just want to pick up on something that you said um, that I agree with you on. It's people that are going to the polls do not have the gender cultural wars um, you know, at the foremost of their, their mind. What what they're voting about is, um, you know, a, a government that will help them with this cost of living crisis, basically, you know, in a nutshell, this is this is what they want. Um, but where I disagree with you is that um, I think, like when uh, Richie Sunak made that comment about a man is a man and a woman is a woman at the Tory conference party, those kind of comments stick in the, the average voters mind and um you know i had a conversation with my my father-in-law and he'd had a conversation with all his mates down the pub and that's the thing that stood out for them is oh well you know maybe we will actually vote for tories because well, richie has said you know a man is man and a woman that kind of thing those kind of moments actually stick in people's minds when they go to the poll um, so I think we've got to be mindful of of that, particularly in an election year where the ruling party will do just about anything to stay in in power. You know, I just don't think that'll win them power. I don't. I, I think again, I have greater faith in humanity. I don't though. <laughs> no, you're going to get these folks who have decided they're going to vote on a single issue. It's like all the people that voted Tory to get Brexit done. Um, and I'm just hoping they learned their lesson because it didn't get done. It wasn't an oven-ready deal. Um, and they're the first people to moan when they're held up at a customs point on their hollybobs to Spain and France. Um, but that's what you asked for. That's what you wanted. And it was always going to be that. And, and for people to, it's so disingenuous for them to say, oh, but we didn't realize it would be, this would happen. And you're like, well. Yeah, we voted for you, Brexit so that we could. wanted a border. Yeah, we could have control of our border and, and, and look, look at all those boats. And... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, we're going to jump off to a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk some more. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. Are you trans and non-binary and feel like drugs or alcohol are impacting your life negatively? Why not check out Trans Sober? We're a grassroots peer support group for the community, by the community. Find us at www.transover.org and join us online or come to one of our weekly drop-ins. We also offer other useful resources. Trans Radio UK, a global radio station. The whole LGBTQ plus community can be proud of. 
Did you know you can advertise with us for less than a pound a day? Call 0207 856 0584 or email sales at transradiouk.com. Win £25,000 and help truck listeners at the same time. Enter the Rainbow Lottery and click Truck Listens as your chosen organisation. And not only can you win £25,000, 50p of every ticket purchased will go to Truck Listens. Please see www.transradiouk.com and click Win £25,000 for more details. Trans Radio UK is on right now. Across the UK and beyond. Now, now, more of the music you love. Trans Radio UK. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. Um, <clears throat> I hope you are enjoying this conversation. And if you are, um, please give us a like, subscribe, follow us. Tigergirl.substack.com, Rumble, YouTube, Tiger Girl UK, both the same. So, yeah, show us some love. Um, okay, so that was number three, discrimination. And I think we're still at threat of that um, until we can get rid of the terrible Tories. Although, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure uh, the lascivious labor. So we've got terrible Tories and lascivious labor. Labor. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I call the linos. Do, do you remember what lino is? Labour in name only. I think it. No, I know that is. Yeah, I think it comes from. No, but did you? Perio. Go. Oh. (laughs) No, I think it was. um, Lino was that stuff they used to put over the floor. Yeah. It was a type of floor covering. That's right. (laughs) Um, So, and and by definition, it was an imitation of of a real thing. So you'd have like Lino that looks like wooden floorboards and that's why i just love the correlation there between labor and name only and lino because it's a a poor substitute for the original yeah basically a cheap substitute and like what we've said on the the show in in the past is particularly um the same nowadays you know they they two of the same wings on 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 the same bird there's there's no clear you know it's it's all about the same thing really yeah, it's just power, isn't it? Yeah. And greed. That's it. Um, and I mean, equally, as you've pointed out, you know, the Tories will say whatever they can to win an election, so will Labour. That's so, pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah. Next one, stage four, is dehumanisation. And I think this has become particularly worrisome, especially with what we're seeing over the pond in the US. Because it says here, it says, one group denies the humanity of the other. Members of it are equated with animals, vermin, insects, or diseases. And our orange man, uh, Dorito Boy, has been given a number of uh, campaign speeches where he's compared the left. You know, he calls them communist vermin. And he wants to chuck them out of America. And he talks about... Certainly, initially, like back in 2015, 2016, he, you know, he he tried to cloak himself, tried to pride wash himself. Um, but obviously, once he came into power, I mean, he he tried to bring in the trans ban, banning transgender people from being in the military. And he's just doubled down. I mean, he's becoming more and more and more fascist and always the victim. You know, everything's everyone else is they're out to get him and you're like yeah because you are 
a vile, a vile, obnoxious cheat is what you are. And yeah, so so that's that's an aspect which is particularly concerning is that. And I think we spoke about this last week where we were talking about. Um, I wonder if the Tories will use the November elections in America as a bellwether to see how sticky these these um, awful right wing views are. And if Donald Trump wins, I think yeah, we we will see the Tories double down on that. But um, so it's going to be interesting to see whether they can last until November through to January 2025 um, before they have to have an election. So yeah, we will we will wait and see. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I was. So, so do you think we'll make it? Do you think the Tories will hold out that long? Well, it's something that we kind of like touched on last week when we were doing Suella Braverman's Greatest Hits is I was saying something that we touched on last week um, with Suella Braverman's Greatest Hits was I was saying I wonder if her sacking has come at a moment of opportunity for her and that she would launch a leadership campaign now. Um, so... I don't know. Maybe we'll we yet to see a change in prime minister again before before uh, an election and have another unelected prime minister. Yeah, you really have to wonder if constitutionally they could get away with that. Again, I mean, surely yeah. at a certain point they, they've got to say, "Listen, you can't just keep doing this. You guys need to go back and get a fresh mandate from the electorate." Yeah. And 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 have the electorate actually, you know, bring a leader to the electorate, allow the electorate the opportunity to to express their, what they want, because you can't just bring in like a, a staunch right wing fascist like Braverman without actually going to to the electorate. I, I just don't see how they can, because it doesn't mean that they won't. But I yeah, well, I think it's a okay. it's a bizarre situation that we find ourselves in because. At the moment in the UK, we've got essentially an unelected prime minister. That's like the number one seat in government. And the number two seat in government, okay, the um, foreign secretary is also unelected. He's not been elected by uh, as a member of parliament. Um, nobody voted for, for, for him. Um, so job number one and job number two in, in the country are, are, are both un, unelected and you know we we've got we, we're on the verge of, of, of possibly world war 2023 slash 2024 and it, our country has been led by unelected men beggars believe so yeah anything is possible suela might just a, a leadership bid or force an election so she can campaign on that basis mm. yeah um yeah um yeah and unfortunately until we go to the electorate we ne we're not going to know what people really think so um as i said i mean i remain ever hopeful that people are a little bit more intelligent than that and and hopefully they learn their lesson um around brexit um but let's see right yeah so. i th i think i think we're, the key to to the next general election are the youth the 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 youngsters um, because I think they are a lot more in tune to um, reality. You know, I, I think they question a lot more than uh, our certainly our generation ever ever question. Um, and I think they might just be a, a surprise turning point 
in addicted polls and, and things like that is is when when the youth get involved those that are in their like early early 20s now yeah you wonder what other games the tories are going to play with disenfranchising young voters though you do wonder about that because yeah they've said old people so pensioners and stuff can can vote you know photo id is your bus you can use your bus pass mm. but you can't use your student id and that how does how does that work you know your student id gains you access to institution um and yet it's not good enough it allows you into nightclubs it allows you to buy alcohol yeah it's um but yeah yeah but it's not proof of identity and it, it, yeah and of course most common form of photo id we have for most people is their driver's license but i was reading something over the weekend where they were saying that young people are just not taking their driving license yeah. because they can't get insured yeah exactly um, so they certainly can't afford to buy a car yeah so what's the point yeah yeah so they're being disenfranchised there as well and if you limiting and not everyone has a passport do you know what i'm saying it's mm. like but if they are I, i guess your point is if they are activated appropriately then they will go and apply for passports and and photo id that's acceptable and jump through the hoops which the tories and the barriers that the tories are inevitably going to throw in their way to disenfranchise their vote yeah yeah i think i but think yeah. that's what it that's what it's about, it's about um yeah i think that that population of of voters could could change things a lot and they've probably not looked at that particular age group in a lot of depth when they do their analysis and polls and things like that because they still thinking oh you know if your parents were labor you're going to vote labor if your parents were conservative you're going to vote conservative and i think that's what a lot of people certainly from our kind of like age group um you know mm. are all about but uh, the youth today are independent thinkers on their own and i think they could be a, a key um decision factor in in who is our next government and the same across the pond of course um because um mm. i think the youth vote the youth vote almost as a block democrat um of course you do have your right wing youth organizations but yeah. i think i do think they're outnumbered so i do think the youth it's important it's important that they are politically engaged because it's their future you know it's like this whole brexit thing ended up taking away all of their rights to travel and work freely within what's a 22 country mm. um so their options are severely limited now as a consequence of decisions that were taken by people who were allowed to vote and took that away from them so with this whole thing around allowing 16 year olds to vote because there's no way the tories would ever allow that no um and i think the thing is that a, a 16 year old today is a lot more informed absolutely than a 16 year old than when we were 16 yeah I mean, absolutely we, 16, we we didn't have access to to sophisticated information whereas mm. now they do um and if you're going to end up in scenarios where you're stuck with a government for four years then at the very least you should be allowing 16 year olds to vote because they will turn 18 during the currency of that government so they should have a say in what that government is because it's going to affect them so yeah um interesting um where are we i think let's squeeze in a quick break 
And when we come back, we will try to wrap up the last five. I think this happened last time, didn't it? We yeah. <laughs> we get caught up in the in the uh, in the first five, uh, first four, and then. Um, but yeah, I think those first four. Uh, let's go to a break, and then we'll we'll just wrap up those first four. See you after the break. Oh, I love this. We continue in moments. This is good. Yes, yes. You're locked to Trans Radio UK. If you're transgender, feeling lonely and don't think there's any help available, well, now Trans Radio UK have truck listens. A confidential phone service just for you. On 0800 009 Talk for some time and you're feeling good It's gone so much better than you thought it would And you're really glad you went and made that phone call That was a small price Go on, make that call. It's a small price. To talk to someone who's both sympathetic and empathetic, call Truck Listens. 0800 009 6640. Truck Listen, 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 listen. Did you know we receive no funding here at Trans Radio UK? To keep us on air and growing, we rely on donations. To donate, please head to www.transradiouk.com and click the link. A regular payment of £20 will see you become a partner of Truck. Other options are available. Email info at transradiouk.com for details. A big thank you from all the team here at Trans Radio UK. The world's largest radio station for the trans community. Trans Radio UK. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. So, yeah, the first four. So, just to recap. So, we've got, I'm just scrolling through my notes here, classification, dividing people into them and us. Stage two, symbolization, uh, projecting symbols onto a particular group of people so that you can identify and discriminate against them. Discrimination itself, um, excluding people from rights and things like that. And dehumanization, um, which we've talked about. So number five is organization. And this is where uh, special army units or militias are often trained and armed. And I'll, I'll, yeah, we said this last time, Fortunately, we don't have that issue necessarily in the UK, although violent crime is violent crime regardless. We do know that the far right definitely respond to the dog whistles from KJK and the other um, anti-trans communities because they have a common goal, which is just to enforce violently their view on everybody. And that's why the... um, the far right neo-Nazis always seem to arrive at um, at these demonstrations arranged by the gender criticals like KJK and JK. Um, so I, I would say that certainly an, from an American perspective, I think it's very worrying because they are armed and they, they really don't have um, any compunction 
when it comes to utilizing physical violence to achieve their aim their aims so yeah stay so do you think our, our assessment on that is still the same? Where, where do you think the UK stands on this? Or how at risk? Yeah, of... I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's um, there's a different angle coming from the States because, yeah, it, um, citizens are armed um, and I, I think they are, are ready to, to, to fight, you know. Um, I think especially... If, you know, from a right-wing conservative viewpoint, if Trump doesn't win, that narration, narrative collapses, I think there, there could be, it could be chaos. Um, I think we uh, are a little bit more protected in, in terms of it's difficult to, to get guns. I mean, I grew up in South Africa where it was the same sort of thing, you know, so we're allowed to carry weapons, but then our police force, you know, was armed as well, you know, the ordinary Bobby on the street kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I think probably a, a correct assessment on, on, on that particular aspect. Um, but, you know, violence is not just about guns and, and shooting people. So I think we've got to be aware of that. And, um, yeah, I think that the same sort of thing could, could happen. Uh, we've seen it before with, with various riots and, and things like that. So, yeah, possibility that that could could occur. Yeah, I, it's not impossible because they are organized. Mm. It's just they are limited in terms of, of how violent they can get, I suppose. Um, but I mean, what happened uh, uh, with the, the, the sort of protest and counter protest on Remembrance Sunday, Saturday. Yeah, it was the Saturday um, where far right were violent. They violently interrupted so um, violence takes all different kinds of forms, and it doesn't necessarily mean um, firearms. Stage six is polarization, and this is extremists drive the groups apart. Leaders are arrested and murdered. Laws erode fundamental civil rights and liberty. I think we've seen this more at, on a racial level in this country. Um, I think there is... Uh, a, a, a drift towards this when it comes to LGBT rights where um, they are trying to, to sort of divide and conquer the community. Um, and it's one thing which really drives me crazy is KJK is a heterosexual cisgendered woman. She's not gay. Um, and yet she claims to speak for gay women, mm. um, which is hugely disingenuous. Um, so I don't know that we as a community are there yet, but given what they want to do and what they're trying to do with the peaceful protesters who are protesting against the violence in Israel, um, once those mechanisms are in place, they can be copied and pasted onto other communities. And I think that's where, you know, there is a, 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 a risk, isn't there? Yeah, um... Yeah, it's all about the duplication of it. So you see one one group has success using this particular tactic and um like you say, copy and paste and, and duplicate to, to to others. And um yeah, I mean again just tying into it with like propaganda, the mainstream media and the acceptable narrative. Uh, because if you go against the accepted narrative, narrative or, or the narrative that they want us to accept, um, you are immediately labelled as anti-whatever, racist, anti-Semite. Um, and 
That's mm. just for disagreeing with the accepted narrative. Nothing else, just di disagreeing with it. And I think that's where you're skating on, on thin ice with eroding away civil liberties and, and whatnot. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, so um, I was trying to remember. Yeah, uh, Did Kimi Badenoch keep her post in the I last reshuffle? I think so. Remember. She was the Women and Equalities Minister. I think so. Yeah, she's a horrible beast. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, another one to watch, I guess. Um, stage seven, preparation. This is where mass killing is planned. Victims are identified and separated because of their ethnic or religious or gender identity. I think the interesting thing with this is when you do the research, what they say is that genocide can be killing members of a group. Um, so that's, that's the obvious one, but, or, or what they mean, um, yeah, so it doesn't have to be actually taking people's lives. It can also be causing serious bodily or mental harm, um, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction and imposing, I don't know, there's a, Another one, yeah. Uh, uh, imposing men intended to prevent births within a group and forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. So um, all of those things actually fall under this particular convention. So just because they're not necessarily killing people direct by creating an environment which is so toxic, and you spoke about this a while ago, you maybe take us through it again, around the, um, it was when we were talking about workplace and how people go stealth or what, what was that thing again? Do you remember? I, I think it's, it's like rather than speak out or speak against, uh, you, you kind of like just keep quiet and, and sometimes that can be worse than, than not speaking out um, for fear of being discriminated against for, um, again, disagreeing with the narrative that is is put out there um we were talking about it in in terms of my wife who had been passed up for promotion and it was a case of you know, fight it you know discriminated against you because you're a woman because you're a lesbian because you're foreign you know that's that's three things and it was like no i, I can't uh, i won't yeah that um there was a specific thing that you you were talking about that i can't quite remember what it was there was that sort of um staying in the closet at work because anyway i can't i can't quite remember what the specific technical term was um and we don't have another break for us to go away and find it so <laughs> we shall have to remain on uh we'll have to go back and have a look uh maybe come back to that another time so that was um uh stage seven and then stage eight is persecution so that's expropriation, forced displacement, ghettos and concentrations. So I don't know that we're there yet. Um, but say we probably, as I said back in April, we're probably starting stage seven. And depending how much traction the Tories get and the Republicans get in America, I think we'll see whether that moves into the next phase. But you've got to have done all of those things to justify rounding people up. Um, extermination, um, and this is where this is distinct from, you know, the 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 definitions above around what genocide 
might mean. Um, so this is actual, you know, extermination. Um, fortunately, I don't think we're there yet. And then denial. Uh, the perpetrators deny they committed any of the crimes. So they haven't done anything yet. So I think um, they've got nothing to deny, but they're certainly in denial about the fact that they are awful, awful people. So from a health check point of view, I think we are not much worse than we were in April, but not much better either. Um, and potentially leaning, you know, tipping, getting closer to that tipping point um so what are your final thoughts lee yeah i think the next um few months leading up to a general election uh i think that's gonna that's gonna be quite key sorry just one second try again um i think the few months is going to be quite key in terms of how the narratives are are run and uh it's it's almost like shepherding people into a certain way way of thinking and i think um yeah, we are definitely on an incline to to coin one of your favourite phrases, a tipping point over the next few months. Couple that with everything else that's going on um, globally and, and geopolitically and, and things like that. And um, yeah, who knows where, we were, where we will be if we had to do this again in another seven months' time. Yeah, and I think we should. I think we should circle back on this one mm. every six or seven months. Um, I know it sounds really terrible, but I think the important thing is we have to be vigilant and we have to support each other and we have to make sure our voices are being heard. And I think that's a really critical aspect of this. So, um, yeah, let's leave it there and stay strong, stay safe and goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Lee. Take care, everybody. Bye. Just a final word from me. I wanted to just remind you to please check us out at tigergirl.substack.com. Don't forget that we have a chat room for Trans Radio, and it would be great to have you guys join us there during the show so we can have some dialogue and chat to each other about what's going on. And... Also, don't forget to have a look at our YouTube and Rumble versions of the show where you can actually get to see Lee and I in glorious Technicolor. So, yeah, please do do that. And please stick around after the news for MG's unorthodox jukebox. I'm sure they will have all kinds of awesome music for you to listen to after what has been actually a very intense conversation and i'm really hoping that you guys took something from it but now you can decompress have a listen to some good tunes and i am really looking forward to seeing you again next year next year <laughs> next week so take care have a good week everybody and i will leave you now in love and light bye
FC, our award-winning football team. Catch all the latest action at www.truckunitedfc.com. Bringing you the best music, the latest news, and the best chat shows across the globe. Trans Radio UK. Trans Radio UK, here for the community. 24 hours a day.